Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. And welcome to Come Along Pond, a Doctor Who discussion podcast with your two best friends. Dabbler. <laughs> and Elliot. There you are. Hello. There you are. How are you doing? I am doing just... I'm grand. I'm grand. I'm grand. Um, How about you? Yeah, I'm, I'm doing good because uh, I can see you. <gasps> I can see. Wait, hang on, you. I can always see you. No, 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 no. No, uh, no, but literally, we, you, and and you can see us if I can see that. If you're subscribed to the Patreon, oh, what visuals? Yeah, huh? Wow, what? the one, the one person on that tier could see this. Hello, I should know your name. I don't. Um, <laughs> hope you're doing. Hope you're doing okay. Um, yeah, no. Uh, uh, updates to the Patreon definitely coming soon with a proper announcement when uh, I can work it out. But for now, if you're listening to this and you think, God, I want to see faces, go subscribe to our Patreon. It's on yeah. our top tier. You can see our faces. Which means as well, if you subscribe to the tier below it, you get all of this content ad-free as well. So It's all happening over there, that. guys. Enjoy it's that. Enjoy this. Yeah. You can see us in our full glory. Uh, we've had, you know, we've had requests being like, are you going to do a visual medium? Are you going to put it on YouTube? Listen, Huns, We've got to make we've got to make bang somehow. And if you Ooh. want to see our faces, top tier on Patreon. Get over there, all the good things. Maybe more to come in the future. Who knows? Maybe Who knows? more to come if we get enough support. Come Who over, knows? come along, pond. But for now, you can see how uncomfortable I am <laughs> uh, with with 
being visually uh, uh, seen. Present. And you Present. will just watch me readjust my earbuds, buds, earbuds, just combined both brands there. Um, uh, you can see me drinking my Diet Coke. Good. Nice. Oh, got a Monster Energy on the go. Yes. Yes. And then when it... this is finished, a LucasAid. <laughs> Which you bought from Boots, who keep us lathered up. <laughs> Except we didn't buy it from Boots because that's expensive. Anyway! I didn't buy it from Boots, but I am sick, so go to Boots for all your sick requirements. Yes, paracetamol, Advil, except we don't have that in the UK because we're not in the US. Um, no, well, that is. But, but yeah, you're good. Yeah, you're good? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm coming off a lovely, fun run of illness to have panickedly watched Wild Blue Yonder this evening after work. Um, Vibes. Yeah. What was that? I had like four days in bed where I wasn't doing anything because I was really sick. Could have watched it then. Nah, watch it after work in a, in a panic, I reckon. Uh, um, we we love panic here. We love being chaotic. <laughs> and we also love three males, don't we? We love them. We love them. So we do have three. Randomly selected. I've not even proofread them. Uh, so they could all <laughs> they could all be like crazy ransom notes. Let's find out together. First email goes as follows: Dear Damla and or Elliot. So I'm not quite sure what I mean by that. I don't know if it means Dear Damla and Elliot, or Elliot and Damla, or just me on my own. I don't really understand, but we'll go with it. My name is John. Thank you so much for making this podcast. Hello, John. I found it because of listening to a similar podcast about the X Files called Scully Watch. That is a great that's a good name. Podcast, yeah. Um, which also helped me with my sleep. You two have also helped me get back on the Doctor Who train since I fell off mid series eleven. Yeah, sorry, I get confused. Between, I, get, you know, I get confused between like eleventh Doctor and series eleven when people say I do as eleven. Well, yeah. I, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, fair enough. Uh, I never really looked at Tennant or Eccleston and skipped to Smith straight away. That is a choice. But that after is... listening to these podcasts, sorry, I didn't mean to. No, no I was going to say that's homophobic, but yeah, that's just stating the obvious. <laughs> Uh, but after listening to these podcasts, I've started to look at them way more, especially season two, because of the relationship between Ted and Rose. We've got one. We can, we've converted one. She's uh, the one. I've got one question, though, uh, and this might be more for me, but I'm I'm happy to open it up to the floor. I'm just not 100% sure. I don't want to assume okay. your knowledge of, of, of classic Doctor Who and everything that happens. Give it um, a go. But what do you think about Adric? Hope you two are doing well and the podcast continues. P.S. I've got some 50th anniversary alien attacks of Doctor Who that I don't know what to do with help. Well, if I knew what any of those words meant, John, I certainly could. Alas, I don't. Do you know what alien attacks are? Yeah, I think they're cards. I think they're like collectible cards. They're like battles in time, but not as good. Sorry. Oh, well, sounds like Downer won't take them off your hands. Sorry, John. So, I don't know. Charity (laughs) shop, maybe? No, actually go on Vinted and sell those. Someone will buy them off you, or eBay. Like, just people, sell people them. People sell any old shit on Vinted. It's true, and we've someone, seen it. Someone, think, someone thinks their 13th Doctor's TARDIS that is in a box that is basically looked like it's been ripped open by a very aggressive mouse is worth £100. <laughs> it's not. It would be worth maybe £100 mint in box. It's not worth £100 when it looks like you've thrown it against a wall. Anyway, uh, what do you think about Adric? All I know is that he's dead. And, <laughs> and spoilers, everybody. Spoilers! Um, that Adric is dead and that the, sh- the last shot of him is him like this. And if you uh, are watching us now, you can see me do do the pose. 
That's all I know. Sorry, back to you. <laughs> Did you get your crash course? Crash, crash course. Crash course. That's crash course. Fen's law. Anyway. Did you did you get your ba- main bulk of information on Adric from uh, Twin Dilemma? Yes. Because we talked for a while about Adric. Uh, so where are we going yes. with the story episode of Twin Dilemma? Well, probably yeah. not in the final cut. I really can't remember. Uh, I like Adric. think he's overhated. Uh, I don't think he's any cringier than most other sort of companions and side bits from sort of the 80s. Um, and I actually sort of, you know, don't really know much about Matthew Waterhouse as a, as a man or as a person now. But it seems quite weird that they all still incessantly bully him even to this day. Yeah, a bit um, weird. Bit weird. You know, Stop they're that. All grown people. Bit weird. Makes watching behind the sofa with him quite uncomfortable because everyone is just really nasty to him. Anyway, but if he's done something that makes he he deserves it, then fair enough. But you know, I've not done the research. Our next email goes as follows: Hey besties, that's what I like to hear. Nice and neutral. Oh my god, I'm so excited for the 60th anniversary. Well, I hope you enjoyed it. See, it's thematic because it's the 60th. I was kind of doing find and replace. Anyway, I just listened to your hype up episode and the new music. I can't chills. Actual chills. So many chills. 13, that is in quote marks. Sounds like a mashup of all the new Who Doctors, e.g. Symphony for 13. I think they mean 15, sorry. They mean 15. Symphony for 13, Guitar for 12, Goofy for 11. I know, but they played other things. Anyway, Fast for 10, Classic Undertones of 9. Not the biggest fan of the new theme, just because I love the original sound. Well, you know, funnily enough, I have... I've, not, that I like, not that I dislike the theme, but I didn't like the opening titles that they went with when we watched the Star Beast. And now... Every time I watch it, it gives me chills just because the music's always so good. So actually, I've really come around on the opening titles. Love them. Yeah. Uh, we forgot to talk about that last week. So good thing that you brought it up because I agree yeah. with you. I'm the same. Yeah. Yeah, I've totally come around on them. And as well, there's a detail where we get to Church on Ruby Road in the opening credits that makes my heart sing every time we do it. But, you know, save that. Um, <laughs> question. Uh, oh, two questions. Ooh. Question. If you could write an app, what would happen? And what antagonists were there would there be? So uh-huh. you know, marinate that. The second question: What kind of companion would you like to be? Uh, E.g., humanizing like Donna, embracing the adventurous like Clara, curious like Rose. Uh, I give you air from my lungs. Then I've tried to sort of type out the visual medium of, uh, of going, <sighs> which honestly yeah, is yeah, good. Yeah. Not visual. I meant aural. Yeah, um, yeah. You know, but a uh, very very good effort. Gray, seven on ten, XX. Thank you so much for that email. Um, <laughs> so if I could write an episode of the show, what would happen? Let's keep it simple, shall we? Um, it would be me and the 11th Doctor. <laughs> um, I don't want to know where that's going. How do I keep this PG-13? Me and the 11th Doctor. disgusting. In Journey to the Centre of the TARDIS. I, 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 in fact, it's just that episode, but instead of Clara, it's me. And Fair. it's it's um, a bit less PG-12, more PG-15. Let's go 15. Let's not go too crazy. Mm. Okay. I mean, I guess that's kind of what kind of companion would you be as well? You'd be... You'd, you'd be, you'd be Clara, for sure. Be. I'm yeah. sorry. Like, of all the personalities, like, I'm really a Martha, to be honest. More Martha at the end of Series 3. But I want to be a Clara. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I yeah. know what you mean. What about yeah. you, babe? Uh, I think I've I think I've said before, um, but you know my my dream story. If if someone said here, you know, make Doctor Who, yeah, uh, and I had all of all of the past and everything to play with. Uh, it's Ninth Doctor, it's Rose, it's a pure historical, so no aliens, uh, and it's set at the uh, siege of uh, Toulon. 
uh, yes. as Napoleon is gaining sort of his first bit of notoriety in the uh, French Grand Army. Fun. Um, I love how I put myself in the episode. I just went, I took that as like, I'm going to be in it. Alternatively, I could write for the first Doctor for years. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I get you. Speaking of which, I feel like I, I feel like my companion type uh, would be. I, I'd want to be lovely. I'd want to be lovely, Ian. Yeah. Just like again, wandering around places, kind of asking questions, but still in like a sixties drain pipe suit because you know it's the sixties. You got to wear a suit. Uh, yeah. But when I'm chilling in the TARDIS, listening to my Beatles records, uh, I've got my sort of dad sweater on, but still a tie, so yeah. everybody knows that I'm, I'm cool. I like that. I like that very much. I think Thanks. that's a good answer. Yeah, and also secretly in love with Jacqueline Hill. Anyway, thank you, Gray. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. Oh, uh, funny. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and our final email it goes as follows: Hello, I stumbled onto the podcast a couple of days ago, and I've already binged through to New Earth. I emailed in. Just got to your first email in that episode, so I thought I should do, as it would give me something to look forward to. I have no idea how popular the pod has got in the years following. Not very. Uh, <laughs> so maybe this will ever be read out. You're lucky. We've done all right. We're reading it Come now. On. <laughs> We've done okay. Anyway. <laughs> just, anyway, now to the actual <laughs> point. I love the pod. Uh, I love the pod so much. It's so lovely to hear people have similar views on Doctor Who to myself. Mainly how the pod is so good natured and there are no toxic moments, mansplaining, or the rest of the negative stuff you find in the fandom. Well, you know that was always our goal, and as yeah. well, you struggle to do mansplaining when there are no men involved. Uh, in yeah, this literally. Vehicle. Literally. Um, you know, but you know, not to say it still doesn't happen. And I do worry sometimes as well that my sort of belligerent tone and purposeful kind of you know annoyance <laughs> is is taken as as uh, you know some kind of toxic misogyny it's not i'm just a dick uh and it makes me laugh quote tepid fan wank end quote <laughs> incredible no, did say i could be opinionated keep up the great work guys <laughs> jake jd that is a great condensing of your last name jake that jd is great. jjd jake, fantastic you are an icon thank you for the support thank you for binging the show giving us those ratings oh love um yeah. thank you thank you so much I go snog Ricky. You are? Oh, Jake! Jake. Oh. The best cow on. <laughs> Fake fan. Fake yes. fan. Oh, someone write a fan fiction about those two expeditiously. Please. Well, that was all of the emails. Uh, now, sadly, you could see by the medium of visuals that... Uh, there's no actual evil cis person who takes over to read and I don't have to pretend to come out of a box anymore. Um, <laughs> so I'm sorry. If you're still listening to this, though, just imagine I did a really funny bit in your head. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, no, I think uh, I think we should just uh, get into the get into the episode. Don't know what that was. <laughs> okay. I just felt like pointing at you. Ah, okay, that's fine. I thought I'd misunderstood the mavity of the situation. <laughs> Well, 
in case you couldn't tell, today we are talking about episode two of the 60th anniversary specials of Doctor Who, Wild Blue Yonder. It was broadcast on the 2nd of December 2023. It was directed by Tom Kingsley and it was written by who? Russell D. Davies. And boy, was it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it was. Yeah. Oh. Uh, Look, I really excited to talk about Wild Blue Yonder, not only because it's good, and it is good, it's bloody good, um, but also there's been a lot of, um, shall we say, responses yes. to how we felt about the Star Beast. Uh, yes. <laughs> and um, I'm here to say, hey, if you didn't like that we didn't like the Star Beast, first of all, grow up. Second of all, <laughs> we liked this one, baby. Yeah. No, look, we've said it. We said we, we don't mind the Star Beast. I mean, I like the Star Beast. I was going to say, it's I not... felt like... Yeah. Yeah. All of our comments were misconstrued. Yeah. By us. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. It's just, like you say, we don't hate we don't hate the Star Beast. But some people have been really like, you know, I can't believe how much you hated it. It's like, no, we don't. Even no, the TikTok that we it. put out about the the intro. Yeah. Like, you know, people are yeah. like, Cool, I like the intro. I'm like, yeah, we're talking about how fun how we like this it. is. Yeah. But it's like crap. That's that's a perfectly fine Imagine opinion. listening to what we're saying. Imagine. People could believe two separate things at once. Guess what? <laughs> Nuance is a thing. Yeah. And the 14th Doctor literally teaches you that in Wild Blue Yonder. Anyway. Oh. Uh, Hello, everybody. But, but I mean, but you know, <laughs> you know, there's also other things that people have been commenting on, not at us, but about the show, especially about the opening scene. But before we get to it, before we get to it, Elliot. Yes. In fact, actually, let me throw the question back at you so you can throw <laughs> the question back at me because I can't say things. <laughs> yeah, I know, because you, you always insist on doing the link, mostly because I forget, but then you panic halfway through. Exactly. Yeah. Speaking of people being weird, Damler. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I reached out to seek the light at the end of the universe when I discovered there was none. One burning, lingering question on my mind. Not, you know, what is it all for? What's really out there? You know, how am I going to get back home? Uh, it was instead, God, you know, Kind of, I know what I think Wild Blue Yonder's about, because um, of course I do. Um, you know, my my not version of me also knows what they think it's about. Uh, I know what Google thinks it's about. I know what IMDb thinks it's about. I want to know what you think it's about. Well, my dear, Wild Blue Yonder. I'll tell you what it's about. This is really specific. It's about how even a Disney budget can't help you visual <laughs> effects sometimes. That's what it's about. <laughs> That's the only negativity you're hearing from me in this episode. That is the only bit of negativity you're going to hear. Just saying. And even then, is it real negativity? Because, I mean, you know, they're not good, but, like, it's, it's, it's part of the fun. It's part uh, of the fun. It's part, part of the, the fun, fun that what we were having in this. But what do you think the episode's about? Uh, just don't ever trust twins. Never. Don't trust them. Twin Dilemma podcast, we're looking at you. Anyway. Yeah, boo. Really embarrassing and missing about Twin Dilemma podcast. They're called the Twin Dilemma uh, because they're twins. Uh, we, you know, we know them on a sort of relatively you know, friendly level. At least, you know, I, you know, like Ben and Joe, very, very yeah. friendly guys. Uh, <laughs> it, was, it was their birthdays recently. Yes. Um, and I didn't realise that their birthdays were on the same day. Uh, <laughs> Brilliant. Um, despite them being literal twins. Hosts of the twins. Twin Dilemma podcast. Yes. Um, yeah, they just got the, the biggest guys. free shout out. Love you guys. Anyway. Yeah, yeah of course. I'm not going to charge them for it. Love, I love, love. We already charged for the visuals. Again, patreon.com yeah. forward slash coming up on podcast. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Anyway, happy birthday. Happy birthday. Um, happy birthday. I tried right. to say, like, Merry Christmas, but it didn't work. Um, so, yes, episode two of the 60th specials. Finally. I, Elliot, I've been waiting for this. I've actually been waiting. It's the only episode worth reviewing in existence. Ever. <laughs> That's it. The whole thing. It's, I think what we should do, in my opinion, mm-hmm. is we should get the negativity. Not from us, because, again, that was the only bit of negativity you're going to hear was about what I just said about what the episode was yeah. about. I just want exactly. to get this no discussion. Spoilers. I have... Zero yeah. negative things to say about this episode. Yeah, literally. So let's just get the one bit of the episode that caused a bit of ruckus, as I like to say, a little bit of ruckus online. Ruckus. I want dis- to. We need to discuss it because it was ridiculous. It was actually baffling. So at the start of the episode, you've got Sir Isaac Newton, uh, Newtoning, doing his thing, um, and Donna and the Doctor crash into a tree and they clock that it's him and then Donna makes a funny joke about Mavity and it's all happening and it was actually very fun. But unfortunately the uh this disgusting cesspit I like to call the Doctor Who fandom, uh, not all of you obviously, um the people who listen to this podcast wouldn't do that. But there was just there was just a lot of actual stupidity emerging within the community and it's actually baffling it's like are you not tired are you not actually tired yet you know i just can't imagine caring you know imagine caring (laughs) imagine caring i literally cannot imagine caring um and there is a whole you know i could really go into it um and you know explain why on a sort of technical and structural and social, cultural level, why none of it matters. But that's really, really, really boring, and I haven't yep. got the energy because, yep. like I say, I've been I've been sick and I've been tired. And what yes. I really want to say is that you're f- boring little people with tiny little lives, um, and I don't even despise you. I just pity you. Yeah, it's actually really embarrassing for you. Again, not people listen to this podcast because you're all fucking iconic. But yeah, it's literally, it's so funny to me. Do you know what this reminded me of? This reminded me of when Jodie Turner-Smith was cast in a miniseries about Anne Boleyn and she was cast as Anne Boleyn. And everyone got a bit mad because she is a woman of colour playing Anne Boleyn. And it's like, first of all, Half of you don't even know anything about the Tudors except the fucking song and that like two of them got beheaded and Henry VIII was fat. That's literally all you know. Do you know what I'm saying? So since when were you all history experts? That's my first question. Second of all, get a fucking life. Like it's it's just embarrassing. I don't understand. Like literally, Elliot, I don't know about you. I was on TikTok, right? As I always am. But... It was literally when the clips came out from the start of the episode, the comments were a cesspit of just stupidity. It was just like, oh, you know, um, I thought we were going to cast, you know, I thought we were going to, you know, cast people correctly. And like, oh, God, is, well, isn't that, you know, racist against white people? And it's like, wow, we're still, we're still here. As a society, we're still here. Really? Really? I mean, you know, there's no, you know, 
look, white white people have been playing people of colour for years, and not even exactly. in like a purposeful racist way, but just in like a our woeful, uh, meaningfully ignorant misinterpretation of history casts sort of straight white people as the people who did the thing all of the time. Um, and, you know, I think that if you're making maybe a, a historical biopic, then it then it maybe, you know, matters because you're telling a story of somebody's life. This is for a joke at the beginning of a Doctor Who episode. And secondly, or thirdly, I think it's my third point, um, and it's what I said to the person who I was watching with at the time, they're yeah, doing yeah. the thing that you all claim you want people to do, which is, well, they pick the best person for the role. When people complain about yep. you know another white person being cast as something, people always go, "Well, they just pick the best actors for the role." Yeah, exactly. There's not, a, there's, there's not a problem with a lack of diversity; they just cast the best people for the role. Those people yep. were always straight white men. Well, this time, it was a man of, I believe, Indian heritage. You know, Shuti Gatwa. Like, you know, or I, you know, I know Shuti was born in in you know a, a different country. Not that it matters, but the point I'm trying to make is that you know Nathaniel Curtis is English. Yeah, he's an English actor. Like, it's not, you know what I mean? Like, it, and it's the same as Shuti, right? Yeah, it, it really, not that it fucking matter anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like... It's just not that it's, deep. It, it's yeah. really pointless. People are pointless. You're all pointless. You're taking a role away from a, away from a white person, apparently. That's when you're all piping up. But when it's been done the other way around, which is all the time, by the way, all the fucking time, it has happened and always has happened and is still happening which is just horrific, then it's crickets. It's always crickets, isn't it? But when it affects you, then you want to pipe up. Imagine having some fucking empathy and having a fucking brain anyway. Oh my God, I just can't. Basically, you all hate fun. You're all fucking boring. And I hate all of you. Right, I'm signing off. <laughs> Again, not this podcast, not the people who listen to this podcast. But yeah, it's no. anyway. And if you do believe that, then go away. Yeah, go away. We don't want you here. But <laughs> Bye. I mean, the only thing, I guess, the only issue I would have with the opening scene is that they kept making jokes about Mavity, which I don't, I didn't really understand, if I'm being completely honest with you, because it's like, okay, Mavity's a thing, whatever. But like, yeah, you know, like, it's a fun yeah, scene. Yeah. It's a fun scene. Who cares? Who cares? Yeah, no, yeah. Donna makes sure that she gets the joke in about Isaac and understanding the Mavity of the situation. Yeah. Um, And then he just sort of goes... Oh yeah, Mavity, what a great word. And it's like, yeah, yeah, you know, it's kind of a cute joke. Like, you know, he invented Mavity. We know he's the man who invented Mavity. Yeah. Um, but I don't really understand why it's lingered on so much. Just because things weird. Just a bit weird, you know. Yeah. Great. But cool. Is what it is. But yeah. yeah, I obviously I'd love to see a story of Isaac Newton with, you know, same actor everything. Um so we'll see. We'll see what happens. Yeah, he was fucking great in It's a Sin. Oh my god, he so was. He so was. Yes, I completely forgot he was in It's a Sin. Actually, I mean, I didn't when I when the first watched the episode, I didn't recognise them as being the same actor. It wasn't until I yeah. saw him tweeting about it on Twitter. I, I was like, oh, hang on, it's the guy from It's a Sin. Yeah, so I recognised yeah, yeah. his name. I was like, ah, oh. he looks hotter it's... in It's a Sin. Yeah, that curly hair's doing nothing for him. Yeah, it's not. It's not his best look. But also, if that's not his best look, then damn, there's no hope for any <laughs> of us, is there? Um. I'd like to just say something. I want to start with a... Well, not even start. We, we've already started. I, I want to say, carry all, on. All we've been doing is saying something. <laughs> I want to come back in, changing the subject slightly, with a really hot take. And you may not agree with this, Elliot, but I'm going to state the hot take for the listeners at home. Lay it on me. 
fill me up like a subway sandwich. The visuals. Um, I think David and Catherine, this is the best their chemistry has ever been. Boom. Is that because I texted you that? No, it's because I also agree. And I actually kind of forgot you texted me that. Oh, fuck you. It's because it's true. Um, but again, I think I don't, I'm not as on board with everybody else. Where I'm like, oh, their energy and the star beast, they're back at it. I actually think they're kind of, I understand it's because of character dynamics and things that have to shift, but yeah, uh, yeah. it was 100% feel yeah. kind of awkward in the star beast. But this, we're back on top, baby. Like, how, oh, how yeah. I had to pick any of my favorite lines or moments because it's yeah. all just, it's, it's, it's all great. It's luscious. It's luscious goodness. And it's it's literally, it's partners in crime on crack, this episode. Like, genuinely, it's on crack. <laughs> yeah. And again, also, if you've listened to the pod before, you, you may know that Last Christmas is one of our favourite Christmas specials because guess what we love? A base under siege. Guess what we also love? Horror. And guess what this episode is? Both. And guess what we also love? Really cute little robots. We've got it all. We've got everything. This episode has it all. And I'm in love. I love it. I do it. find, though, you say about it being horror. Obviously, I, I agree, right? Mm. Especially, you know, if you're a kid watching this, it's probably terrifying. Oh, my God, yeah, yeah. But I do find it really weird that, like, in the sort of the response to people who didn't like it, which I don't understand, there were loads of people who were, like, they're almost overcompensating, going, like, yeah, oh, no, it's like it's like the midnight of the... Uh, let, let's, let's, let's fucking... Let's slow down. Take a pill, get back to reality... Yeah. Um because I mean this episode it's 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 she's not scary. No. She's creepy yeah. in a couple of places. Yeah. But it's fun. And I feel like people are just scared. They're scared to be like, you know, well it was fucking fun. Who cares? Like, you know, again, I think if you're a kid this is probably terrifying and weird. You know, as as an adult, it's just kind of weird and creepy in some places, but generally it's just camp nonsense. And yeah. why are we scared to be having camp nonsense? You don't have to be like, oh, actually, I think you'll find it's uh, yeah, one of the more uh, subtle episodes of Horror yeah. Dogs who's done in a little while. Just fucking shut up. It's fun. <laughs> I had fun. It doesn't we need to be... We hate people. <laughs> no, I just, you know, you don't need to pretend that it's something that it's not, you know? Like, it's fun. Doctor Who can just be fun sometimes. It's one of those things, right, where... So I've actually seen a bit of valid criticism towards this episode, and I get where people are coming from. I don't agree with it, but I think it's valid that people feel this way. I do. I, I Look, I'll give in to this. So the main thing I've heard from people about Well Blue Yonder is that it doesn't feel like a 60th uh, special episode. And I have to agree, it doesn't. It doesn't. Because it doesn't have all of kind of like the classic things. But here's what I think, and this is why I think the specials were done this way, especially this episode specifically, is the whole, the, the special itself, again, let's reiterate, the 50th was the big one. This isn't a big one. This, who celebrates 60 years of stuff? No offence, not really. Even, it, yeah, like, but what are anniversary specials? No, but this is it. It's like, so it's, yeah. we've had anniversary specials. Mostly what people are talking about is that there's been no cameos from other doctors. That's what they're referring to. And I get what you're saying. But what I think I this special, no, no, I know you don't, but I feel personally that what Russell was trying to do in these specials, and I think he's achieved, is we're going to celebrate 60 years. It's not as big as the 50 years. It's the 60 year anniversary. So we are going to bring back an iconic doctor 
slash ev- most people's favorite doctor fact and most people's favorite companion donna fact we're going to bring them back iconic duo and we're going to put them in three you know good stories and one of them is just going to be a normal adventure with the doctor and donna like we used to have because we're bringing back that feeling and we're just going to you know take it up a notch does it have any cameos does it have all of the classic anniversary stuff no but the point is the specials the special part about it is that they're back that's the point that's what i think yeah i mean the three doctors the yeah. the, the 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 special aspect is that there's three of them that yeah. that's it the plot that, yeah. is largely irrelevant yeah. to the legacy of doctor who it's only really five doctors and the 50th anniversary where you get like there's multiple doctors and we're like doing references to sort of you know like the show's past and yeah. you know things like that. You know those are really the only two, um, because all the others either don't exist or are different to what you've made up in your head. Like you say, the anniversary aspect is is Satan and Catherine coming back, yes, uh, and all of the little references to classic Who, like yeah. the toy maker, Mel, like Mel. Like beep the beep and the Wrath Warriors, like all of the things that Shooty's Doctor rails off in the TARDIS at the end of the next episode. Like, like I feel like people are missing the point. Sorry, but I, I again I do understand. I do think it's a you know you're valid in being a bit disappointed because let's be honest, people online, people online, uh, like to spread shit. And uh, there was a lot of rumours that in this episode specifically there was going to be... And again, I'm not, I guess it's kind of your fault for believing it, sorry. But, you know, there was a rumour that Matt Smith was going to be in this episode. Like, just a cameo, like a really brief little, like, you know. And I do think in a scene it would have been fun if one of the not things, or the one that was impersonating the Doctor, kind of just morphed into one of the past Doctors as, like, trying to figure out what's going on. Like, ooh, there's so many different versions. That would have been fun, I guess, but it's not necessary. It's not necessary and it didn't need to happen. And also, Matt Smith is now really expensive, let's be honest. I was going to say, well, that's the thing, yeah, you're banking on the fact that, like, everybody wants to return and do it, and that, I just think, isn't the case. It's not the case. Um, oh, even though Matt said he wants to come back. Chris Rexham would literally rather die than ever return to talk to I Matt mean, Smith would probably yeah. return, but he's booked and busy and expensive Very busy. and doing things. Um, um, but yeah, I just thought I'd mention never that. return to Doctor Who unless you pay. Uh, you know, even if you paid him vast, vast amounts of money, Jodie Whittaker was just the Doctor. Yeah. So what's the point? I just and we just had yeah. episodes of Peter Davison and Sylvester McCoy. I just think again, I just want to... doesn't act anymore. Yeah. An episode with Paul McGann and David Bradley as the first Doctor, like two episodes before this. What do you What do you want? Just leaves just leaves Colin Baker, poor old Colin, just standing on his own in the middle of a soundstage. Just yes, dressed in the fourteenth Doctor's waistcoat, yes. <laughs> and a pair of Crocs. What's you wrong know. with that? What's wrong with that? <laughs> no, I want that. Nothing. <laughs> I'm just saying, you know, like when you actually boil it down. Literally, we had an anniversary episode in November 2022. It wasn't very fucking good, was it? Um, so hey, you know, we like Power of the Doctor. No, we I do. don't like Power of the Doctor. I've as we moved away from it, I've sort of gotten over the. I've had good Doctor Who in my life again. Power of the Doctor uh, is like good at the end of what is a very sort of slow, quite painful experience. Um, well, when we revisit the episode in the future, we can talk about it then. Um, but relies on, relies on bringing back other Doctors to make you feel like there's actually <laughs> stuff going on, but there isn't. 
I just think that what we have in this episode is just. I think this is one of this is this is so special. This is so so sixty is special, but this is so special. This episode, and that's what I love about it is that you've got these two incredible actors who are eating up the screen. Like, I don't know how else to even put it. Like, I think David, especially, I think Catherine really shone in the last episode. She shines in this one as well, don't get me wrong, but I feel like David really, really, really just goes, I'm back, bitch. I'm back. I'm back, baby. Like... Well, yeah, there's no weird blocking or anything. He's actually just himself. This, this is a really good. wonderfully directed episode. I think it's really good. The sets are, I mean, the the built sets are the physical really, sets are really good. good. Yeah. Yeah. Um, look, the visual effects. Let's let's just get out of the way. Visual effects. It doesn't take me out of it at all. No, I at don't. I, I don't think this. Now that I, now that I've seen them three times. Yeah. Uh just just looks fine. Like it all looks fine. I just think coming off the Star Beast, which didn't have much in the way of like expansive VFX shots. Yeah. Um, and obviously we had a lot of prac and like CGI blending that looks really good. To then go hard in on like this entire environment is green screen was very yeah yeah, yeah. odd. Um, but honestly, like as much as like the corridor, which I will elaborate on later, maybe didn't do it for me. Fully, I don't care. Like it just—it's it, not one of those episodes where it's like it's so bad that also you have to comment on that, and that's also taking you out of it. No, it's not affecting me at all, really. The only thing that maybe also slightly affected me was when they were big, and like one of the eyes was really crooked. But now that I've watched it again, I love it. Yeah, I mean, again, on purpose, though, right? Their faces yeah. are yeah, yeah, yeah. weird exactly. on purpose, so. I think initially it was the shock of that's a massive David Tennant and Catherine Tate crawling down a corridor. Um, looking like Miss Evangelista. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, literally looking like Miss Evangelista. Yeah. Stop. Literally. Literally. Yeah. Um, I just think I, when I was watching this, I did not know what to expect at the first time I watched this. I was literally like, hold on and i was kind of like wry smile like oh we're going here okay because again when you know when you're saying like everyone hold your horses it's not midnight because it's not midnight it's totally different to midnight it's literally so different to midnight it has the vibes of midnight i get it it's got that mysterious entity of like what's going on but the difference is that you actually see what's going on in this you you understand it's explained in midnight we still don't fucking know what's going on (laughs) like do you know what I mean? Um, and that's the beauty of that episode, I guess. Um, but what I love is that, like, the eeriness of it is what just is so perfect for me. Like, when they were on the ship at first, and obviously, the, I mean, when the t- okay, when the, it's a base under siege where the TARDIS isn't there. The TARDIS yes. isn't there. They're walking down corridors. It's su- yeah, no screwdriver, no TARDIS. There's you know, there's a really long corridor. You can't even see to the end of it. The only thing you can see is this tiny little dot, and it's making a noise. And you're like, what the hell? And there's like the score is so understated, and you get lovely Jimbo, Jimbo, my boy, not even my boy, just Jimbo, just a robot, you know. Um, but I just feel like I want to call him my boy. Um, tiny little thing and it's love the design of Jimbo 
I want a figure of Jimbo expeditiously. Expeditiously. Um, I need a tiny little one on my desk. Um, and the uh, the interaction with that. And yeah, and then you've got, you know, the doors opening to other rooms. Just the, It just completely goes, there's a turn, there's a turn, there's a turn, but it's not annoying. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, 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 by me. Yeah. Yeah, no, sorry. I just, I just, uh, there's so much to love about this and so much to discover, you know? We love discovery. Love. Um, on Jimbo for a sec, I, yes. I kind of want to talk about it. I feel like I need to kind of mention it here yes. now. Um, yes, we all know about Fen's Law. Yes, yes. it's funny. This yes. is going to be a Fen's Law free episode. <laughs> Because yes, of course, straight away, we all the nation was going Fen's Law, law. Fen's law. law. We know, we know. I know everybody thought of us. And we appreciate it. It's very, very <laughs> kind. But Fen's Law's out, baby. It's not even going to be my enunciation. Because why would I pick the obvious one? Um, but yeah, no, it's so many good moments in this. And like I say, the chemistry is completely on top. And I feel like you can only, this episode only works when the leads have good chemistry and it's yes. sort of a, you know, an established relationship. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. I don't know they do from series four, but like four. Series four. Um, <laughs> but, like, yeah, just like just the, the opening just sort of establishes why it's important and nice that they're friends. I mean, you know, the Donald calls the Doctor gay. Uh, not in, like, a Rose Tyler way, but just it no. heavily implies that he's he's fucking gay. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, like, the, the sort of, I don't know, they're little, they're like little argument out of stress when they realise that, that they're yeah. trapped. It's so... Okay, it's so lovely. It's so human, more human than anything in like the last episode. Um, the way that David—I don't mean this in like a weird way. Genuinely, I don't because like I don't mean it. I'm not trying to be like you know, oh, funny, funny. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but like, if if someone to reassure me, like grabbed and kissed my hands and held them, like yeah, Ted does to, to Catherine. Uh, I I trust them. Yeah, and I just mean, at the edge of the universe is incredible. It's such a good moment. I love that moment because I think it's really, really intimate in in a very unique way. That I, I mean, look, there's been a lot. There was a lot, a bit of discussion about this moment as well, actually, from a lot of different people. A lot of people felt it was very out of character for the Doctor to do that, and I disagree massively, massively, massively. Like 
Eleven was kissing people all over the fucking gaff. Do you know what I mean? And I, and I don't just mean on the lips. I mean, like, you know, he was always giving Amy a kiss on the forehead. That was like a thing he always, you know, he always did. You know, Clara as well. And like, it's it's so not out of character. I just think that was so in character. And was like, Donna's my best friend. She is literally terrified. I want to... Sh- a lot of people were like, oh, that's something you do with your partner, like romantically. And I'm like, nah. what's going on? What's wrong that's with the, you people? Not, there is not enough representation of platonic love on screen. There isn't. There really isn't. And that's why we love Dr. Donna, right? That's why we love him so Absolutely. much. Absolutely. Like even, you know, even nine, you know, I know that it's part of a ploy, but yeah, he kisses Rose on the forehead. Yeah. To thank her for coming out of the plan. Come on, what are we doing? Come on, people. I tell you what we're doing. doing. We're we're looking for reasons to criticise something. Yeah. Which not to say you have to love it, you don't have to love it, but some people will just look for anything to get annoyed about. Um, Agreed, yeah. And it's very uncomfortable. Boring! Um, I will say as well that... So I actually don't know how I feel about all of the specials overall. Like, uh, a lot of people have this sort of definitive ranking which i guess we'll do i don't know i find it very hard because i go back and forth between going like oh maybe i prefer the vibes of the giggle and i do really love church and ruby road but yeah, like yeah. also i feel like if you forced me to be like what's your favorite scene for any of these specials um it would like probably be the scene when they first entered the cockpit yeah i just can't explain adequately enough which i know is kind of bad for the show <laughs> uh, just kind of what I meant to do, but I don't know if I can dis- explain how deeply the sort of, and it's not just because yeah, I'm going like, oh yeah, yeah, every frame of painting, one perfect shot, yeah, of yeah, yeah. like him, sta- like David standing looking out at the, the sort of emptiness oh, and like so the good. drone taking off. You know, not only is it nicely framed, it, it is nicely framed, but like it fills me, <laughs> fills me with a, with a terror. But I always sort of didn't know that I had. Yeah. And it's just really horrible, like, unbridled cosmic fear. Yeah. Which I don't know if it's really unexplainable. And it's something that the show maybe should do more of, because you've got aliens, and aliens could be anything, right? Yeah, I guess sort of tap into, but not really, because the man's a horrible piece of shit, but, like, you know, that kind of H.P. Lovecraft sort of, you know, like, oh, man, this thing's so scary. You go, how scary is it? You go, dude, it's so scary. I can't even, like, describe it. It's yeah, that scary. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, which, by the way, plug for Big Finish. Not that I normally plug them because they're expensive and annoying. But plug for Big Finish. Listen to the Sixth Doctor audio adventure where he meets H.P. Lovecraft because at the end he tells H.P. Lovecraft that he's a horrible, terrible, racist man. So, <laughs> Iconic. Slay. Yeah. Literally stays um, behind at the end of the adventure to be like, by the way, HP, fuck you, buddy. And you yeah. fucking racist views. It's cool as shit. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. We love calling out racists. It's like, hey, I know we had to save you in this adventure, but I wish I hadn't. You're a fucking Nazi. It's great. <laughs> love it. That's Listen brilliant. To it. I actually want to say, you know, really great segue, because I was going to bring up the fact that when they're in the cockpit and they're looking out, and, and we've, you know, you mentioned it before, that beautiful wide of them looking out the window and it just kind of pulls out into this expansive nothingness with the ship. Beautiful, beautiful stuff. I actually thought for a split second, they're underwater. I was like, they're underwater, but Mm. they're not even in space. They are underwater. We are being duped. Which honestly, that would have been a cool reveal as well. That would have been, I think they should have done it underwater, but that's, but I did think that because it was so dark and it's like, we can't Mm. see what's going on. And for a split second, I was like, I saw a bubble. I think I saw a bubble. I didn't. Um, <laughs> yeah. So but, it's like, how do you how do you portray 
the lack of light, you know, on on yeah. screen, I guess. Yeah. It, like you're in that cockpit and then they go into the other little room which is where all the shenanigans start. Um you yeah. get yeah. sensory licky doctor back, <laughs> which we we love him. Um, I love that that moment was like twofold for me of going like, Oh look, he's eating he's eating the thing like he always does, but then also pretending to die is yeah. uh and he goes, no. 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 <laughs> but, the no. Mu- but yeah, even the music builds up in that. Yeah, it's so. so good. And that's why, again, the score is so understated in this. Like, it's barely there. And it's there when it needs to be. Um, and you know where it fucking isn't? On Spotify. Get around to it. I want to listen to it. The vinyl, the minute it's out, babe, I'm buying it. I need it. I need it's not it. the vinyl, yeah. but I need to listen to it. Yeah. There's a really fun... The Toymaker's theme is like oh, insanely so good. ridiculously good. Save it. Save it. Um, another, set, another thing with David and Catherine that I loved was when they were playing the Not Things, which again, I love that name for these creatures. I think that's really, really good, really, really good and really cool. Um, is when... Th- they've turned into the not things and you can tell that there's something going on, but it's the way that they're, especially at the start when they first appear, it's very, very sinister. Like, you know, we get hungry. Don't we? I think, I think this episode does something very unusual for Doctor Who. And I think it was really exciting and really cool that they did it. Um, and something that you might be able to, uh, elaborate on, you know, cause you'll have words that I don't have. Um, <laughs> but it, it, it uses, it uses the power of editing to to plant the seed in the audience's head that something is wrong, right? Yes. Like every time I've watched it with somebody, they've been like they've they've not they don't necessarily know why a cut feels awkward or feels strange, but it's putting them off. Yes. And it's making them go what? Because it seems like it seems like bad editing between two different dialogue scenes like they're trying to intercut and obviously they're not it's because there is four people now on board and i think that that's really clever and it feels like quite a bold choice for doctor who to do which is scaring you through editing Um, it's really good like real horror movies would use that as like a technique i think it's really clever because like i say every single i've watched it Three times now. Um, yeah. Twice it was with another person, and each time, as soon as that like first cut happens, they're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. They're like, what? What's, what's yeah, going? Yeah, literally. Well, the they cut don't from... notice the first one, but the second one happens, and they're like, oh wait, so we've not jumped forward in time. This is happening at the same time. That's what the cut's implying, but it can't be because there's two of them having this conversation. Yeah, like, it's. So I remember good. when that happened. I remember because when it cut to the uh, from from Donna and the not thing to the doctor and the not thing the first time i was like ah oh 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 <laughs> like, yeah no i know exactly what you're talking about it was brilliant it was so good yeah. and and david and Catherine's performances also really oh. lend to it as well like david coming in he just kind of slides down that rack and then sits there oh. and he just has that he has that whimsical look on his face and obviously it's the thing learning but it, it it's looks, so good. It, but he has that look on his face of just kind of whimsy, you know. Yeah. And, like, and the dialogue is really well thought out as well when he sort of just mentions Wilf. And he's like, oh, it's so right. good. Because they mentioned and... it in the last episode, so it all doesn't feel out of place. It's cool. It's really cool. It's really, really cool. And I think also what I really like about their performances as the Not Thing specifically is the perfect mix of campiness and sheer just eeriness. 
yeah, some of it's genuinely scary, creepy thoughts. Some of it's really stupid. Think, think, um, think, 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 think. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. There's things, but there's there's also a moment in that scene where I can't. There's like it's just like I think it might be when they put the salt down. Where oh yeah, David just repeats a word back, but in like a high pitched voice, and I can't decide if it's really bad or really creepy. And I can't remember what the word is now. I wish I'd written it down. Oh, I'm uh, not sure. I know that I, I like. He says hello. I think he says hello or something like that. I can't, re- but I can't remember. But he repeats a word back, and it's just like, oh, I can't decide. I'm gonna go watch yeah. Wobbly Yonder in the background and figure it out. I do really like the fact that you know the performance is so layered from both of them because you ha- you've got them playing themselves, but then you've also got all of the complications and nuance within the characters in the episode and what they're feeling and you know but then they're you know they're also acting like these not things are also really complicated and layered they're creatures that are learning on the spot they are trying to copy their it's such a brilliant piece of acting i don't know and like you know i'm not an actor but like you know they really are on top form and I actually really liked a really impressive bit that I really liked was when my, I mean my favorite was when they were both introduced for the first time the not things when they first were introduced but I really like at the end when you know that kind of uh plastic screen comes down when they're trying to like stop them from getting to them which is very reminiscent of the starbeast obviously um the bit that I really liked was when the not thing doctor was kind of just like figuring out and he was like ah so it's because of this this and this and then the doctor's like nope side eye no side eye side eye and then like uh, just a just a side thing is like getting the doctor trying not to think is yeah the best it's the best i found it It is when when he puts the line of salt down and not donna is, is counting the salt uh, the doc, the doctor and Donna having a conversation. And the doctor goes, "I just wonder why." And then his his not thing just goes, "Why?" Oh like, yeah, 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 yeah. It's like, is that good? Is that bad? I can't decide because it kind of simultaneously makes you go, but also makes me go, uh, and I love it. I love yeah. it. Yeah, I think that's. I feel like that. That's the point of them, though, isn't it? It's like you don't know how to feel. Um, yeah, yeah. And you know, we can't talk about them without mentioning the effects so i want to ask you (laughs) Mm -hmm. for the sake of brevity what is your favorite thing that they did to copy them like physically so like whether it be the big versions of them you know the arms the the teeth whatever like what was what was your favorite thing that they did to like look creepy when they were trying to copy them i mean i gotta say there's there's lots of moments that i that i enjoy yeah. Um. Obviously. Um. I I did absolutely lose my mind when I was watching it first time at not fourteen. Yeah. Running on all fours. Yeah. Uh, so good. to try and stop the explosion that really got me. Uh. <laughs> good. But I mean, I think truthfully, because we talked about it so much on our on our live. Yeah. Um. So I won't necessarily talk about it too much here. So yeah, go watch the Instagram live if you didn't. Uh, yeah, but you know the spider walk is That's also. Your I mean, you know, big fans of the Exorcist. Yes, uh, yes, 
obviously the director's cut, you know, but whatever. But yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> how bye, can bye. you not? How could you know? Just gotta let it be known because someone will go, oh, you know, Elliot thinks they know everything about horror movies, but they don't know that Spider Walk was actually just for the director's cut, not for the theatrical cut. I know they do um, know actually. I do Thank know. You. I know things. Uh, yeah, because I love the dual effect of it being genuinely weird and creepy, but also that effect of David with his head between his legs is terrible but great. It's just it's, so much fun. It's it looks like, and this is a very this is a reference for maybe. Three people? Yeah. I reckon. About three mm-hmm. of you. It looks like there's a moment from the 70s remake of Invasion of the Body Snatchers. Uh, I believe it's Invasion of the Body Snatchers. Don't quote me on this. Um, God, you know, eh, it's fine. I'll look it up afterwards and we'll it's add it over if not. I can't be bothered. It's, it's Body Snatchers, I'm like 80% sure. Anyway, there's a, there's a scene when... You know, after all the assimilating has happened, they come across a dog, and the dog has the face of an old homeless man that had been seen previously in it. Um, and it just reminds me of that. It's that kind of weird uncanniness. Or also uh, Fort to Doomsday, where the robot lifts up his face, but it's all superimposed. It doesn't look quite good. That's a Doctor Who one. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Uncanny Valley, the episode. It, forget Wild Blue Yonder. It's Wild, Wild Blue Uncanny Valley, this episode. It's... Uh... It's a bad joke, first of all, on my end, but also it is Uncanny Valley. My favourite weird... Google the words Invasion of the Body Snatchers, the first thing that comes up is dog, so... (laughs) Do your research, everybody. Um, My favourite weird thing, though, that they do is the arms. I just... I remember when that first was shown, I... It sent me. It absolutely sent me. I need a figure of 14 with long arms. I just do. I do love the long arms, i got to say. Very good. And also um, on Unleashed, again, if you're unaware of what Unleashed is, the new version of Doctor Who Confidential, uh, which you absolutely should go and watch, especially for this episode. For this episode, it was really, really fun. Uh, they were showing all of the uh, physical props that they used for the bits, and, you, know, for, you know, the weird body things that they were doing, and they actually made the long arms. It was all, you know, a physical effect, and it's really good. Which I, I, I think you can tell. Yes. Yeah, you definitely can. But just in case anyone was wondering, it's... No, no, no I'm just saying, I think that the, the practical was really good on this. Really, um, really good. Really, yeah. And the teeth were very funny. <laughs> yeah, because yeah, you have that moment where David and Catherine talk about how serious Doctor Who is and it pans out and they've both got long arms sat in their, yeah. oh, in their chairs. Yeah. So good. The conclusion of this, I guess, the kind of... I want to talk about the end of the episode real quick. Um... Because yeah. our wrap up is also genuinely part of the discussion. So yeah, if you're thinking yeah, absolutely, we're wrapping yeah. this up quickly, hun, no, we're not. Trust me. No. Um, I, again, because I'm what? Naive. Um, stupid. Uh, stupid, yeah. idiot, fool. Um, I thought Donna was actually going to die. Uh, genuinely, I was like, no, no. Um, no. No. Uh, no. Um, <laughs> Um, no. I thought that was... I really liked the way that was done. I mean, the, with Catherine running down a corridor, it looked so dumb, but I was in love. I was in love with it. Um, and then, you know, the question about Mrs. Bean. Um, Mrs. Bean! Um, Which, by the way, I could do... If I, I guess if I did have one criticism of this episode... Oh, go on, then. It would be... how how I can't believe for a second that the Doctor didn't know that Donna's answer... Yeah, why is why why is Mrs. Bean funny? 
it's the name of a vegetable given to a woman. How would you? That's the most Donna answer to a question. Yeah. What are you doing? Ever. I would have gone, oh, yeah, that's Donna. There she because is, yeah. Just panicked on the spot and gone, oh, no, it's the name of a vegetable given to a woman. Like, yeah, I was yeah, like, ah. Yeah. Oh. When the first time it happened, I was like, that's Madonna right yeah. there. Yeah. Not Madonna. That's different. Um, <laughs> but then, yeah, no, he picks the other one. I was like, stupid. Mm, I don't buy that. I don't buy that. Stupid. Um, it's probably some line in the episode that I'm missing that adds context to that, but I don't fucking care. Yeah. No, it, it was it was a bit odd, but I like that. I do actually really love the visual of like when Donna's left behind and her kind of reaction mm. to the explosion is actually really, really powerful and moving, the, I think. All the explosion stuff looks really good. The effects are really good. There's that fucking shot of the 14th Doctor's not thing just getting obliterated. Yeah. Like you actually see the outline of it disintegrating. Yeah, um, like after he was teen wolfing, like, you know, running on yeah. high, you know all fours. <laughs> so funny. And you get that amazing shot of the captain getting blasted I mean. I will say that whole storyline just there's not a lot to say about it but it's really great it's just you know she was the captain of the ship and you know she sacrificed herself so they couldn't complete like it's so good and also again like yeah yeah that visual is just perfect tell me why that always makes you really sad I don't know why it's really emotional actually it is weirdly emotional it's emotional it's actually very emotional and the fact she was on her own as well yeah a very satisfying resolution to the what's the thing making all that noise. Yeah. Just yeah. a safety harness banging along the... Oh, it's... Imagine writing a good episode. Oh, wait. But that's the thing. Russell does horror in that way where, you know, or like Russell series and, you know, things like that do horror in that way where it's not like, what's the thing banging against the spaceship? Oh, it's actually them banging a drum. Ooh, yeah, 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 you know, yeah, yeah. Or like, you know, oh, it's because there's something in the pipes. It's like, no, we'll give you an answer that's not necessarily scary. Yeah. But it adds, it does add an extra layer to the horror, makes the villain scarier, yeah. and is just upsetting yeah it's just upsetting and really just makes your skin crawl a little bit in the best way um yeah good horror is upsetting yeah yes agreed um another thing that i loved as well was when he finally you know the the correct donna comes back well actually first of all you know when the tardis first appears to you know uh, uh, the tardis comes back again and it's playing wild blue yonder oh chills first of all yeah, it looks amazing as well. It looks so good. So, so good. I love also when um, 14 is in the... Also, if I've been saying 10 instead of 14, get over it. I'm just stupid. I do it all the time. I do it in my notes. I just... Yeah, it's... I can't help it. But um, when 14 is in the TARDIS and like using his foot to kind of push the TARDIS along, hilarious. Um, but when he saves the correct Donna and they just have that big hug and then they fall to the floor from the impact of the explosion and they're just sitting there hugging... J'adore. J'adore, as Elliot likes to say. <laughs> it's so good. It is lovely. It's a lovely little moment. It's really lovely. And, oh, man. Do we even talk about what happens next? Because I feel like we're, it's going to come up. No? In our wrap-up. Unless it isn't for you. Um, It's, it's up to you, my love. Because it's not my standout scene. Okay, fine. Let's talk about it now. So, you get all this happening, and Donna's like, come on, take me back home, whatever. And we all knew this scene was going to happen at some point. But my God, it still took me by the throat, and just, I was gagged. 
yeah, I just kind of assumed it was like happening at like the end of the giggle yeah, or something yeah, as yeah. like a sort of little wrap up. Maybe he'll show up and we get to sort of show him into the TARDIS or whatever. Yeah. But no, it comes out of fucking nowhere. And I was crying. See, I don't think first time, I don't know if I did. I just remember being like, oh, that's nice. And then second time I watched it when I watched it with my friend um, the second time. Yeah, I think because I was watching because I was watching it with a friend who wasn't necessarily like overly emotional. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, you know, I was just kind of we're still sort of in the moment and kind of chatting and stuff like that. So I didn't really, you know, whatever. And the second time I watched, it, I watched it with a friend who, as soon as like Bird Criven said a word, yeah, she just like burst into tears, <laughs> and that really yeah. made me really upset. Like, yeah. I was like, oh no, I can't handle this. Please don't cry. Uh, don't cry. Yeah. Um. um yeah. Yeah. It's a, such a beautiful scene. I mean, it makes it very sad because you can tell that Wilf. So we're talking about Wilf coming back. Sorry, did we even do we even need to say what it was? Um, they know. They know. You lot know. Um, it's sad because you know that Wilf is going to be more involved in the giggle, like in the plot and part of the story. You can tell because um, of the way it's kind of set up. But I'm so glad that this was shot. I'm so glad that they were able to do this. And also the behind the scenes footage, I was surprised that they had any, to be honest. That was really fun on Unleashed to kind of watch. Um, yeah. 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 There's like lots of people's sad takeaway from it was, like you say, that they didn't get to have more of it, um, which I just think is really not that I'm saying that's what you're saying, but there was a lot of yeah. people who were like, you know, oh, I just wish we didn't get more. And it's like, yeah, but like what you did get was, you know, beautifully written and yeah. perfectly acted. It, like it might be the best performance that Bernard Cribbins has ever given. And the fact he's doing that in his like early nineties yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. is astounding. Um, yeah, I, yeah, I, I watched, uh, when I was watching this episode to review for the pod, I got my dad over cause he wasn't watching it. He didn't care, but he uh, cares about Wilf as a character a lot. Yeah. And I was like, dad, come over here. And he was like, well, I don't want to watch the episode. And I was like, okay, well, first of all, rude. Second of all, come <laughs> over here and just watch this last four minutes. And he sat there, and when he came on screen, he was like, oh. I mean, that's, that's just the sound. It's just, oh. Uh-huh. There you yeah. are. But there it's you just, are. As, but it's just a magical performance as well. Like, he's always been, like, always yeah, magical. Yeah. Bernard Cribbins is just magical. But, yeah. I don't know. There's something about it that just feels extra, extra, extra beautiful. Agreed. Agreed. And you get a cool fucking cliffhanger. Yes. The plane. I was like, eh? What? With the, and I can talk about it now because it's it appears at the end of this episode with some of the best music that Murray Girls ever composed, which is the theme for the Toy Maker. Gorgeous, stunning, absolutely yes. perfection. Maybe the best theme that Murray's ever composed. I don't know. I reckon so. So we are now at the wrap up where we talk about our standout yeah. moment. What didn't work? Mm-hmm. Most doctory moment. Best pronunciation and favourite quote. Elliot, as always, I'm going to hit it right back at you. Standout moment, babe. Give it to us. Well, I shan't dwell on it too long because we did mention it. Okay. Um, but it's the scene in the cockpit. Yes. Just because I like weird cosmic horror that makes me think about how meaningless my life is. <laughs> um so, Valid. Good stuff. Sent the chills right up me. What about you? Love it. Um, I have three. I'm going to go through them quite quick. <laughs> um, sorry, I couldn't help it. I just, I could, I sat there 
Then why does all you casually you went? Oh, I've got three. I was like, yeah, <laughs> I, c- I can't help it. Like when I first do mine, it's when I'm watching an episode. I write them down, then I go back and just neaten it. And I was like, I refuse. Mm-hmm. I refuse to shorten this. Fair. So I want to go for it quick. So first one is Wilf at the end, because yeah, beautiful. Second of all was Donna Noble as a puddle on the floor. I do like that. I do like that. I especially like that because the 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 like attention to detail that goes into things like her jumper. Yeah, like yeah, yeah, yeah. The yeah. bottom of it like, having that kind of dripping paint effect where she's yeah. bleeding into the floor is very good. And her Doc Martens being like, yeah, so good. <laughs> the and then ground. her just going, "You're such a prize." What are you? Like what? Like so <laughs> what's, creepy. What's she doing? Yeah. What, what are you doing? Um, what are you doing? Sorry, Tallulah came out then. Sorry, <laughs> she comes out now. Um, bring her back, you cowards. Anyway, and then my third favorite thing, which we didn't talk about, and I really loved, was Fourteen's reaction to talking about the flux with Nothing Donna. Um, oh yeah, yeah, we didn't get to that, and like you said, maybe that should have been a standout moment. Because I you don't can add it to yours. Add it to yours. I mean, I will add it to mine because not you know, not I don't, I don't hate. I don't hate the flux. Don't hate flux as a storyline. You know, I'm not going to be on these people. You know, I don't hate the timeless child. Yeah, but all of the repercussions of those are handled so much better here. Yeah, um, and David. And I don't. Yeah, yeah. That's the thing. I don't just think it's like the shouty acting. You know, because he does go. He does do shouty acting very well. Yeah, but yeah. Just yeah. like the dialogue is just really well thought out. Mm-hmm. And, and performance and everything, yeah, yeah. Like, you know, I, I don't, I don't hate the Timeless Child. I don't love the Timeless Child. I have no real strong opinion on the Timeless Child. It's just a thing, whatever that happened. Yeah. Um, but the fact that I'm able to be bought chills by the moment where he's like, "Yeah, oh no, we're from Gallifrey. All four of us know that." And then Donna's just like, yeah, "But you're not." Yeah. Because I kind of, you know, again, I sort of forget about the Timeless Child as a thing because it's never at the forefront of my mind because I don't spend my day sitting on Twitter complaining about it. Yeah. Um, same. <laughs> and when she said that, I was like, "Oh." Every time I go, oh fuck! Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, it gets me. It it's gets so, me good. Yeah, I just loved all of that. Um, but on the contrary, uh, what didn't work for you in this episode? Um, yeah, like I said, I don't actually really think I had anything because the effects don't even not work for me because they're yeah, all part yeah. of the fun. I will say now, maybe thinking about it, yeah, maybe the moment. So I just think. It's the name of vegetable given to a woman. It's so yeah, yeah, yeah. The the logic for that at the end doesn't stack up. Like I say, probably missing a line of dialogue, but I don't care. So if yeah. I have to pick one, that's it. But I mean, really, there's not Nitpick. much to pick out, is there? Yeah, really? yeah, yeah. Um, mine is again. I've mentioned it already, and it really isn't even that much a thing. But it's like you know, got to put something in there. I mean, sometimes we don't, but like, why not? Yeah. Um, I said the visual effects in the corridor are very impressive, but the thing that does that that makes it not quite there for me is that David and Catherine don't quite blend in to it that's what yeah I don't think works as well but again it didn't bother me that much yeah no I feel like VFX like that are always done best when you're not like like when everything is bright and evenly lit it can be kind of yeah. like oh yeah. you know like yeah it's like how you know it's a Marvel movies and stuff is like when they've got fire and darkness happening in the background but they're lit like they're standing in a studio yeah, uh, it's. Uh, I, do you know what I like to call it? The uh, leaving the big light on effect. <laughs> don't do that. Don't leave the big light on. Um, do but it. yeah, it that nitpick. 
But um, most doctory moment in this episode. And by golly, were there a few? There were a few. There were a few. And I actually forgot to write one down. Um, oh. Just <laughs> No, I just did. I just forgot to include it on in my wrap up. Yeah. Um. So we go for gut instinct, and I boiled it down to two. Mm-hmm. I, but I would say, using, using, but using the villains' like own flaws against them as a weapon in the scene with the putting down of the salt. Yes. Yes. It's probably there's another one that if you don't pick, I'm going to be like, but it's also that, but just that moment of logic is is very cool yeah, yeah um he's very very sure of himself very cocky um and it's a it's a, a great little moment and i love that it basically seems like he's fucking opened the door for every bad thing that now happens even into shooty's run by just placing some salt at the end of the universe it's it's opened up a whole can of worms literally and I, again that's what russell's so good at planting a seed and we watch it grow. It's yeah, really great. Yeah, so probably that. Nice. What about you? Um, I have one, and uh, that is uh, just after the flux scene when mm. fourteen is having a little traumatic slash emotional momo. <laughs> um, you know, banging on the wall, ah, whatever, and then he just mm. goes right, and then just carries on. <laughs> yeah. It's so Doctor, isn't it? Which obviously comes back around in the next episode. But it's also so human of the Doctor. Again, it's just, you know, going to carry on. Um, going to go into a room and go, fuck! All right, carry on. We all, yeah. We've all done it. We all do it. We all do it. But yeah, that was very doctor for me. But um, best pronunciation, babe. And I know you didn't put the obvious one. I did. Um, so you should go first. I'll go first. We'll do tit for tat, shall we? Yeah, I mean, just because, you know, you've got the obvious ones. I've got the obvious ones. It's more fun if I go second. So, if you're not aware, obviously, this is a very new segment. So, uh, best pronunciation is uh, best David Tennant pronunciation. You know, the classic way that David says certain things. Iconic, amazing. My one, my first one is Fenslaw. Fenslaw. (laughs) Oh, have you got others? I do have others, yeah. Oh, okay. What I didn't know that. Well, 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 what have you got? What have you got? One, just one. Okay, you say your one, and then I'll say my, my two. Very simple. It's easy. Uh, and I'm probably not even going to be able to do it very well, because I still sound awful. Um, <laughs> I mean, not awful, but, you know, nasally. I sound nasally. I'm not normally this nasally. Yeah. Um, it's the same when he's describing a hostile action detection system to Donna. Yeah. Um, and it's the, you know, you never land. Once spent three years in Norway, I thought, well, you know, turn off the hats. But uh, just the mumbling of, you know, you know turn off the hats. Um, it's like that's the most David thing I've ever heard in my in my it entire is. life. Once spent three years in Norway, you know, turn off the hats. And then, but. Yeah. But. but. Can I actually add another one really quick? Really, really quick. Like, so quick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hads. Hads, yeah, just hads in general. Just hads, yeah. Hads, oh, like the way the he said that at the start, and he's like, it's called the hads, and it's like, ah, yes. Um, and then my other two is uh, Mrs. Bean when he says <laughs> Mrs. Bean, 
when he uh, mm-hmm. repeats it from Donna. But then one that I think is very underrated. I actually included it in one of our little, uh, well, the thing I edited for our socials, which was that little compilation of the Doctor and Donna being hilarious, is when Donna's like, you know, oh, we've got to get back because, uh, you know, my family's waiting. And then the Doctor's like, come on, let's go and explore. And then she's like, all right. And he goes, yeah. <laughs> I, I thought I thought of a last minute contender. Yeah, go on, go on, go on. It's because uh, it could go in favorite quotes, but I, I do like the way David Tennant says it. Is when uh, when Donna's like, yeah, Donna's like, goes, don't leave me on my own. He's like, yeah, Donna, we are the only two people on the ship, and she's like, yeah, but what's that after that loud bang? He just goes, a noise. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I know. Just the way he says a noise is very, very satisfying. It, it, brilliant, just on top form. Um, now. Last bit, the 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 Bible of quotes that we're probably probably going to be repeating. Babe, Elliot, babe, babe. Uh, favorite quotes from Wild Beyonder. So surprisingly, I only have two. Oh, same. <laughs> Sorry, I thought Unless, you'd have like but, six. Sorry. <laughs> I mean, there are so many. It could have been like every other line. Yeah, yeah, literally, literally, literally. Yeah. The whole script. The whole um, script. The whole script is my favorite quote, but okay. I I only have two. Go on. Yeah. Um. Uh, okay, I'll go for my I'll go for my least favorite one first, just because okay. like, the the second one's kind of actually like a serious one, whereas this one's okay. a bit of a uh, yeah, normal one. Uh, fourteen, not Donna, trying to prove to each other that fourteen's really fourteen, and not Donna is actually Donna. Uh, and, and you just get that great moment where she's like, yeah, she's like, ah, oh, well that proves you're not the Doctor. You know everything. Because yeah, except for the million times I don't, and I tell you. <laughs> I love that because, like, yeah, it's great. Dude doesn't know. Sh- yeah. Dude doesn't know shit. Doesn't know shit. And again, strong contender for pronunciation because I just like, like, yeah, except for the million times I don't. Yeah. But again, the whole script. Yeah. The whole script. Yeah. What's your second one? My second one. Um, I didn't really know how to do it justice, but I will just read it verbatim. Uh, my favorite, my favoriteist is. Um, do you think they have any food in this place? My arms are too long. I skipped dinner because of you and the meep. Oh, we get hungry. Yeah. Weird. 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 Don't like it. I like that she completely glosses over my arms yeah. are too long. She says, yeah, whatever. Yeah. She's like, oh, he's chatting shit again. Of course. Yeah. Alons, as idiots say, E. E. <laughs> yeah. Literally, she just thinks he's an absolute idiot. Actually, probably could have put that in one of my favourite lines, but I felt that was too obvious. Too obvious! Um, One I did put, so I've got two, one that I did put is a, a snap, because I also put, we get hungry, don't we? I did oh. the whole thing, though, so I'm, I'm better. Yeah, no, yours is better. Um, But no, I just like that line. Uh, it's it's the, the don't we makes the line, I feel. I like it. Um, And then my second favourite is just, oh, yeah, you know, of course you've written this down, but I love it. It's uh, Wilfred Mott. Oh, now I feel better. Now nothing is wrong. Nothing in the whole wide world. Hello, me old soldier. Oh, my God. Somebody sedate me, please. <laughs> <laughs> and again, great denunciation for the, for the hello, my old soldier. Yeah. Ugh, it's all there, isn't it? It's all there. This episode's all there. It's all just doing the damn thing. So I ask you, Elliot, you there. You. Me. Hello. Hello. What? Out of five. And again, don't mm-hmm. forget, stay tuned for the giggle because we're going to rank all of the specials, all three of them. Yeah. What are you giving Wobbly Yonder 
out of five. We are giving. Uh, I mean that in the royal we. I don't know about you. <laughs> no, you and your not thing in the corner there. In the corner. Me and my not thing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, that's my not thing in the corner. Uh, <laughs> oh, not again. <laughs> uh, sorry. Um, I'm giving it a solid four out of five. Nice one. You know, when you say you can't find anything wrong with it, but it's just not quite top tier. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's fucking good. So she's a four. Yeah, 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 yeah. How about you? Well, um, I feel the same in terms of when you said, like, you know, it, it's pretty, it's, you know, we're saying there's nothing wrong with it, but it's not quite there. So I gave it a 4.5 out of 5. It's almost perfect for me. I'm not going to lie. This episode is literally no. almost perfect. I'm not going to lie. That's fair enough. She's a stunner. She's she's an absolute stunner and I love her so much. Um I would I would die for this episode. I really would. It's it was such a lovely surprise. It just it didn't do what you expected it to do. It went somewhere different. It had all of the things. It just it did the damn thing and I love it for that. Fed and watered. Fed and watered. Well, that brings the Curtains down. <laughs> you see this thing? You get to see all the visual tricks that I do just to make everyone <laughs> laugh now, actually, on camera. That brings the curtains down. Another wonderful episode of the Come Along Pond podcast. I hope you had fun. We sure did. And so did our not things. If you like what you heard and you want to support the show, you can do so over on Patreon, patreon.com forward slash Come Along Pond podcast. Oh my God, we've got tears. So many tears. I want to tell you about them. £15, you get to watch our faces laugh at each other and look awkward. And I get to wipe my nose and cough um, because, uh, you know. I have no camera discipline. For 10 of your English pounds, other currencies are accepted. You can listen to this ad-free, and you get a shout-out on the show, like Lucy, like Jason. That also happens on the £15 tier. Should have made that clear. For five of your English pounds, you also get a shout-out on the show, like Jason, like Lucy. I've shouted them out twice. And for £3, general support. All those people are listed in the show notes. If a reoccurring monthly subscription's not your thing, you can support us over on Kofi. That's ko-fi forward slash come on pom podcast. Although nobody has, so you probably won't. But you can. It's an option. It's in the show notes. You can buy us the price of a cup of coffee, one for me, one for Damlet, or one for both of us if you're feeling generous. However, you don't want to part with any of your money. I understand we're not worth it, and you know, Cosy lives. But you can email comealongpompod at gmail.com if you want to be cool, like John, like Jake, like Gray. We will read your email out on the show at some point in the future, as of yet unspecified. But we will, I promise. I appreciate every single person who gets in touch, and I hope that you don't take it too personally when I make silly remarks about your email, um, because the fact that you've even taken time out of your day to do that means that I love you dearly, as one would a friend or a very nice horse. Anyway... You can follow us over on TikTok, tiktok.com forward slash come along pom podcast. My personal TikTok's been deactivated, but our one is still up because it's it's hell. But we post funny little moments, cute little momos, highlights and lowlights from all of the episodes that we do. If you want to see us being silly and goofy, if you heard it, you think, God, I really want to see the moment that was funniest, it'll probably be a TikTok. But you know what I like better than a TikTok? It's a Mark Zuckerberg-approved TikTok over in the metaverse. That's right, I'm talking about reels. But you know what else we got other than reels? We've got stories, we've got polls, we've got Instagram lives. That's right, I'm talking about Instagram. Instagram.com forward slash come along pom podcast. You can't miss us, we've got the same artwork everywhere. If you want updates about the show, you want to shoot us abusive DMs about how we didn't like the Star Beast, or 
you just want to hang around and see what we're doing, that is your one-stop shop. Anytime we need to not release an episode, anytime we're releasing more than one episode, <laughs> yeah. anytime we make changes to the show, that is where you'll find it. That's where you'll find out the reels that are coming out, all sorts, collaborations, anything we're doing, it's announced on the Instagram. So if you don't follow us over there, you are missing out. Almost 7,000 of you. Ridiculous. At time of recording. At time of recording, almost 7,000 of you. Uh, crazy. Um, absolutely, absolutely crazy. So, do you want to be the 7,000th? I will get you a bar of chocolate, maybe. <laughs> I'll hand deliver it to your house. I'll take the coach <laughs> and come and give it to you. Please don't live further away than my local area. Um, <laughs> if someone local to me could be the 7,000th. That would be uh, great. That would be great. I'll bring you a lion bar. <laughs> I love lion bars, actually. White chocolate oh, lion like bar that. is actually slept on. Yeah, you don't see enough of those, but that's, you know, the metropolitan elite living in their ivory towers, having access to white chocolate. Anyway... Uh, I appreciate you sitting through all of that, including the admin, if you did, which statistically you probably didn't. But uh, those of you who did, thank you. And very thank you for listening to the show. Uh, it means the world to us. It does. Um, it really does. Thank you. Yeah, it, it really does. Uh, down where it's been lovely being joined by you this evening. And it's been an absolute joy and pleasure to be joined by you, my dear. And incidentally, thank you to all of you at home as well. I'll never stop doing that. Never stop doing that. Never. And we give you air from our lungs. <sighs> well, you probably don't want mine, but... <sighs> <coughs> <coughs> Bye, <Sorry>. guys. <laughs> Bye. 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 Bye-bye now. Bye-bye now. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. 
I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.